0: Hey friends, welcome to another edition of the Tennis and Beagles podcast. This is your host, Bunch, and joining me today, we have a very special guest. First time on this podcast, uh, I follow him on Twitter. He does he does some great work, some really good analysis, and uh, he writes for the Action Network. So definitely check him out, and his name is David Gertler, and here he is on your screen on the left if you're watching on YouTube, but hey there, David,
1: how are you doing today? It's pleasure to have you on. Hey, thank y'all so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. I love talking women's tennis, especially. So I was so glad when you reached out.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was long overdue, and I know I know what a big fan you are of women's tennis, and uh, and and there's no better guest, I think, in my opinion, to break down this 2023 Wimbledon women's singles draw with you. So I'm happy to just dive right in, go section by section. Unless you have some maybe broader takeaways that you you, you kind of had, like just looking at the draw first glance without looking into any. Match in specific? Like, what stood out to you?
1: Oh, the third quarters. What stood out to me? Wow. I, it, it seems unbalanced, right? You have your... In that third quarter, you have Jabor. You have... plus, You know, Jabor, for, former finalist. Pliskova, former finalist. Kvitova, two-time champion. Haddad did Maya, who proved last season that she is a threat on grass? You yeah, have it... Ostapenko, who just won a grass title. You have Rabak, you championing know, year's champion. And, I mean, you even have Katie Voltaire, who just won a grass court event herself um, this season. It is good. That third quarter is definitely what stood out to me. And, really, the bottom half as a whole, just it feels uneven, right? At least to me. What do you think? Yeah. No, I think uneven is a good way to put it, actually. I, I was thinking it was kind of
0: unbalanced as well, just because you have a lot of the bigger hitters on the bottom half and a lot of the flatter, you know, bull- first strike tennis players who can really just take the racket out of your hand and then in a way I think, you know, we'll get on to this but I think it's a great draw for Igor Svantec to just yeah. not have to play any of those power power hitters and players and, and I, I, you know, she pulled out of her, she pulled out of bad homework this week, you know, citing the, you know, full and okay. illness and, you know, I, I, I don't know, like generally, like these are pretty speculative, like, you know, you just do this like as precaution, you know, before a couple of days before the event starts and, you know, if it's really something Crazy, like you know, we'll find out on Monday, like how much it's really, really impacting her. But I, I, I don't think I wouldn't suggest it's much to really worry about in terms of like her chances
1: as far as the first couple of rounds. No, especially with how soft her early round draw is, it feels like she'll have time to gain momentum, gain form through her. Yeah. I really always take these major injuries and illnesses with a grain of salt, um, big time. Um because ultimately everyone wants to you know, same with Ostapenko, right? Like she pulled out yesterday after with Georgie. It's like, all right, we we know that if she won that set, she wasn't gonna pull out. If she lost that set, she was gonna pull out. So I don't I don't usually take it seriously.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess if we just talk about the section, I mean, we have, obviously we have Martins as the third-round seed and we have, you know, and I know you're you're going to have your eye on the Travis Sun versus Saras-Rubis. To- that's just your kind of match with the with two of the best clay quarters, I guess, at Roland Garros the last two or three years. But I mean, like, do you see sort of, like, I mean, Benchic is the fourth-round seed, but, you know, she's not been really playing... A ton lately, and her confidence is really in doubt. In terms of like, especially since I would say the Middle East swing hasn't. Mm-hmm. She hasn't really been, you know, a major contender anywhere, and she hasn't she pretty much skipped most of the clay court season too.
1: Yeah, it's such a shame because she actually considers grass as her favorite surface. She's fifty three and twenty five on grass in her career. It's such a it's shame a that gripper, she's yeah. undercooked, right? Like if she was. If she had played some grass warm ups and had some moderate success, I would probably consider her the favorite to reach the quarterfinals. But unfortunately for her, it's hard to you know. And Katie Swan will have the British crowd behind her. I don't necessarily think that's a given. And then you have a big hitter and and Danielle Collins. Um, and so for me, it's no guarantee she even makes the third round, let alone can go deep. Um, I you are right. I loved my Mesa SST, despite what happened at the French Open. Um, I think that she probably beats Trevisan, and she'll give Iga a test in the sense of the ball's not going to be in uh, Sviatek's strike zone. Um, with the backhand slice, she's going to spread the cord, the drop shot. It's going to be. It's going to be, I, I we. I think, I can't remember if we were on air or off air. We t- you talked about the uh, Kerber match with uh, SST a couple years ago. You know, she can play on grass better than I think people think. And so I think it's a very safe test, you know, for Sviatek early. And if she has if she can overpower Cerebus Tormo and gain that rhythm from the baseline on grass, which she sometimes lacks, I think it'll be a good sign. I think that... um I wonder what your thoughts on Harriet Dart. Do you think she can make the third round, I, you know, where she's positioned in the draw? Yeah, I kind of,
0: you know, I, with with these Brits, like I see a lot of success generally, you know, at in Nottingham, for example, or on these English grass courts where they just have loads of experience over the rest of the field. So I do kind of like them in the early stages just to kind of make some noise. And then after the third round, I'm really like not so sure anymore. Yeah, but I definitely think uh, I definitely think against Diane Perry, that's going to be somewhat interesting. You know, if it was on a clay court or a hard court, I probably would have said no chance.
1: But I just yeah. think
0: uh, I think Dart can you know bring some bring some firepower, especially out the backhand. She co- she can hit it pretty deep and hard down the line, and I think that opens up things for her. And you know, I don't know how battle tested Diane Perry really is on the grass so far. I she mm-hmm. yeah, eight career it's- matches on
1: grass. Actually. Yeah,
0: it's like a very small sample size compared to Dart, who's like you know grew up on this stuff so I I definitely could see her challenging for a third round spot I probably would still back Martich Mm -hmm. just because like I I do think that low backhand slice is going to work very well in terms of especially even if she plays Iga it's going to be a good test for Iga to like just she's going to be put in places in the court where she's not as comfortable and maybe she might be drawn in she might be forced to come to the net a few more times she might be you know having to for instance scrape forehands with that Western grip, like, really from a really low contact point, and I think it could just be a great test because, you know, Martin is not really going to blow her off the court. She does usually have some big injections of pace on the forehand wing, but it doesn't seem like it. it's not it's not a player who can overpower either, let's just say. So, in yeah, I'm of, like, building baseline rhythm and largely playing the kind of tennis she wants to. I don't think there's anyone, like, in this. That's why I think she has a really good draw, deck because I just don't see anyone who can really
1: blow her off the court. Yeah, I agree. And I actually think that having Sariva's Tormo the round before Martic will help her because, like I was saying before, that backhand slice is something that Sariva's Tormo, especially on grass, implies, uh, applies a lot. So that'll kind of get uh, Iga used to the low skidding shots when Petra Martic, which, as you mentioned, has one of the best backhand slices on the door. Um, I think it'll be a nice, like, warm-up um, for her. And I think the big thing for Schwantek is that... Um, There's no, like, massive hitters that are going to, like, your Astabenkos or or Ravakinas or Sabalinkos that can just, especially on grass, make her feel so rushed and uncomfortable. And so I think that that's a good, I think that's very good that she kind of got some less powerful players. Yeah.
0: I'm curious to see who, like, her fourth round opponent will be because that that bench section is, is pretty wide open. I could even see Katie Swan. Maybe be prime for the upset just because of how little rhythm Benches just has and she's tended to kind of underperform in majors even when she's healthy. So right. um but I look at like in the past I would have said Street Sabah or something, but of course she's not at that level right now and she's coming off a protected ranking and it's it's probably too much of a too much of an ask and
1: you know, maybe I, you... I do think Street Sabah is gonna beat Zanebska. Um I do too, yeah. I don't like Zanebska on grass and I, in streets of, I actually already beat her earlier this season since her comeback on clay. Um, and so I, you know, the name that looks, that stands out to me. And I know she's not had a lot of success recently, but Danielle Collins, if she can put it together, which, you know, maybe she gets some confidence, good. grab air is not good on clay. I mean, off of clay, And so maybe she can get some confidence from that match. And then maybe if it's Katie Swan, she can overpower her. Um, And so I think that, you know, that, you know, if Danielle, and this is like such a big if, if she can just find her range from the baseline and not hit a thousand unforced errors, she could be dangerous.
0: Yeah. I I tend to think so, especially because she did that a few times last year. Like, you know, just, I, I think she didn't play anything after Wimbledon, or she played, like, one clay tournament post-Wimbledon, and then she just went straight to the Open, and then, you know, yeah. like, got to the fourth round, where it was a setup on Sabalenka, and, like, it seems like it's easier to, for her to find that kind of footing on a court. but I definitely could see it, like, if she's totally in the zone here. It, it's just, like, who, yeah, who else, right? Yeah, I, it, it's, like, it, this is kind of a, like, section where it's, like, yeah, there's just this is a lot of chances, and I just don't know, like, just kind of depends
1: who shows up on what day, but like, yeah. And then that's, and that's really this top quarter as a whole. It's yeah. like, you know, would it, you know, I think that, and, and I'm curious what you think. I think in this bottom half of the top quarter, I, I, I Akina as the favorite here. Now, as you were saying, I know this was pre pre-recording that, you know, winning, um, or, Maybe someone DM, someone was telling me recently that, you know, winning Eastbourne's not a good, not good necessarily. For- yeah, I don't think anyone's ever, like, won
0: Eastbourne and then gone to win Wimbledon or even get to the second week is pretty tough for most of the previous winners. Although, yeah, I mean, I think we were talking off the air that, like, <laughs> Kazakina going deep and fighting. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, The week before, a major, like, has intended to bode bode well for the early round, especially, like, Mm -hmm. she went she won the title in Granby and then lost in the first round to Harriet Dart at the U.S. Open. And then I think of the Australian Open this year where, again, she was helped out by some withdrawals, of course, in that tournament, but then, you know, she lost in the final of Adelaide 2. Yeah. Another 500 and then, you know, went out early, didn't have anything left against Varvara Uh, uh, Grachiba? Grachiba? Grachiba, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then and then now this, this year I mean she's in the final
1: against Keys of Esport so yeah I wonder, but it will be interesting how she handles that big hitter you know in Keys yeah. I mean whether you know whether she's able to force errors like she did with Georgie today or whether she's a or whether Keys just blasts her off the court. Um, I do think that the draw in the first round is favorable. I I know Dolan a big serve but she really has that heavy, big wind up on the forehand. Um, uh, I, I think that you're gonna be able to rush her and she's and she I also don't think that she's gonna, you know, cause gonna be able to like move around that well and be able to retrieve the variety in terms of like Kazakina's drop shots and then the slices at her ankles. I don't love that matchup for Caroline. Um McNally in the second round could be tough though. Um yeah I, she's actually a dark horse that I had pre turned uh, McNally,
0: just because I, you know, the game to, like, kind of move move forward, the slice, the, the finishing touches at net, the, you know, serve is a little bit better, and she's, like, kind of more confident in terms of her baseline level now where I feel like it's, like, you could firmly say, like, okay, she's a top 75 player. Yeah. Whereas you couldn't really say that, like, for instance, last year, at this time, and it's, like,
1: I think this is, her floor is going up. I like her on quicker surfaces, too. I could, yeah. I think she has a nice attacking game, um, and I, you know, You know, Burge in the first round, you Burge did make a uh, WTA final, I believe, in Nottingham uh, earlier this grass season. But I don't – when I watch her, I don't see much, honestly. I don't see very high ceiling, and I think that McNally's the better player. Uh, I agree. And so that'll be interesting. Um, What do you – you know, I – what are your thoughts on Coco? Um, Yeah, I – you know, it's kind of a mis- mixed
0: bag because I was impressed with her performance over Pagula. But then again, you know, her and she and Pagula are friends. Like, they practice and train quite a bit. And Pagula, I-, I thought, didn't really play a very smart match. Like, she was up three love in the in the second set and just, you know, made a lot more errors than we're used to seeing. And I-, I thought Goff had a fairly good day on her forehand and she was doing a good job of mixing in the slice as well, which I think is a good option for her on, on-, on grass and probably one that she could use a bit more because she's not going to have that clay court effect, for instance, on grass where she can just use that, you know, forehand down the line pattern changing shot to then, you know, lead into her backhand, for instance, if she goes line or hard deep cross court. And because she she wants to be hitting as many backhands as possible. And I just think on grass, like unless, you know, and I don't I don't think Pagula's the type of player that, that for 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 instance, like Alexandrova did like the week before, and just rush that forehand wing and then just get a lot of purchase out of it. Like Pagula's just she's going to be a lot more flat and accurate and linear. And I think that's probably gives pickle I mean, probably gives golf a little bit more time. And when golf has time, she can, you know, that's where she can impose the rest of her game, not, not beforehand, but um, no, to your point, I think, I think she's persistent to do well here. I just think cannon in the first round is, is tricky coming off the qualities and having I mean, won those three matches here. And then also um, who, who else in this
1: section really? I mean, yeah, you know, when I, I think that the section, you know, I know that Kazakina leads the head to head with Goth 3-0. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like I feel like Goth, like you were saying, you have your Alexandrova's, your keys that are able to just blast her off the court. Yeah. And I think that she largely avoided that with this section. You know, you get Kennan in the first Now Kennan did defuse Townsend's game, which I was in qualies, which I was imp- I was impressed that Kennan qualified. Yeah, She is, you know, a major champion. She's a great competitor. I do like Goff's chances there. And then let's say, I think it'll probably be Storm Hunter in the next round. Big lefty serve, big lefty game. But the thing about playing a lefty playing Goff is that it goes into her strength with the cross court forehand into her backhand. And uh, that lefty slider out wide on the ad side can go into, again, into Goff's backhand, which is by far a better shot. Um, and then, like, I you know, whether it's Fidelina or Mertens, you know, they're both game competitors. And you know, Venus, good for her for beating um, Georgie as a Georgie fan, that was extraordinarily disappointing. But I, uh, yeah, good for her winning that. I don't think she's going to beat Svitolina. I don't think she has the rally tolerance. Who, regardless of whether it's Mertens or Svitolina, though, in in the third round for Duff. They just don't have the power to rush her forehand and rush her like the, like, again, like Keys or Alexandrover does. So I actually think it's a pretty good draw, at least until the fourth round for Goff. And, you know, Goff doesn't, you know, Goff generally beats the player she's supposed to beat. So, yes. You know, and what do you, you know, and I know we could. haven't talked about Vika she's sitting there but she's out of form I really don't like how she's playing to be honest
0: I'm not high on her at all right now just I haven't really liked what I've seen like since Australia to be honest like it's yeah just hasn't really been there like in the flashes like it just I I'm not I'm not feeling good about the you know you know like her draw is okay like you know it's she has a she has a shot for sure like if she gets to the third round but it's just I don't really know. I don't. I don't really see it. Like, uh, I don't really see it for her this tournament. But like, maybe, maybe I'm sleeping on. Marun Chakova or something because she's so. had some good results she, recently, and she beat Towson in the qualifiers, and
1: she has a win over
0: Andrescu as well this grass season.
1: And yes, although I don't. Did you do you remember that match? Uh, oh gosh, yeah. Andrescu, then we he any got like ten set points on the first set and then imploded in yes. the that was uh, not a
0: good match for me. big to- serve, yeah. No, she uh, does. She does. That's why I, I was gonna give her a shot because, yeah, like if she if she serves really big and has a really high first serve percentage or something, and but I just think Switalina is probably gonna absorb that serve much better, and yeah. especially with the Venus Williams match under her belt and, you know, just overall her her confidence from Roland Garros and she kind of has that swagger about her now and she's just, you know, kind
1: of just playing a lot better. Like honestly, it might be some of her best tennis so yeah you're talking about a uh, spitalina right yeah or, 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 or uh kuzmova heron un- no uh, yeah yeah or something yeah, yeah it, but, by the way folks uh that's kuzmova for those that don't know Um uh, that yes. was her main that uh, was her main name but now yeah yes uh because that that confused me when i first i'm like like was this in the draw? and then and then it made sense yeah. uh I'll tell you what, here's just a name to keep in mind, is that I think that if, let's say, Azarenka makes round two, Martinsova is better than you would think on grass. Um, she's had some success over the past two years. She's played over 50 matches on grass. Um, she can, what she does well, um, which I actually think Magdalena Freak does well as what too is that they are able to rally the, the bounces on grass don't affect them as much as they affect other players. Like they're able to stay consistent and move the ball around in grass in a way that a lot of players struggle with. So just keep that just another thing to keep in mind. Yeah I do like her on the faster surfaces in
0: particular.
1: and Polderovska is a good first round matchup for her.
0: Yeah for sure. But Honestly, I probably have golf coming out of the section still just because, you know, I just see her after the Kennedy match, especially like not having many issues. Um, my dive horse was McNally, but. So I, th- I, you know, I really want to see a match between McNally and Kazakina.
1: Yeah. I see my pick would be Kazakina. My dark horse in this section would be. I guess we can't really call call Coco a dark horse. Uh, you know, you know my you know who my dark horse is going to be. My dark horse will be uh, Svetlana. I'll just say, you know, she's made a semifinal, right? Like she's, yeah, you know, I know she doesn't have the greatest grass court record, but she's she knows how to play big matches, you know, at least until the later stages of majors. And she she generally beats the players she's supposed to beat as well. Um, and you know, she's. We'll, we'll see what happens if they play if she plays golf in the uh, yeah. no, you know third round. That'll be an that'll be an interesting matchup. Just hold back. Yeah, that'll be a
0: big test for sure. But yeah, kind of similar to Halep in a sense. Um, I
1: kind of consider Svitolina a little bit like Halep, but just yeah. except for no major, yeah. and no, but no major, no doping, but no doping ban either. So it's kind of oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> given yeah. Day. In terms of, like, that counter-punchy game style and just, you know, zooming yeah. the pace on the backhand, and, but not, at the same time, not really having that overwhelming power that could maybe, but at the same, like, not having that overwhelming power, like, of a big hitter that could, you know, disrupt Goff's and the big forehand, take back and all of that, all of those things, but at the same time, you will probably
1: challenge Goff's ability to finish points and... Yeah. um I think that Goff, the problem with Goff sometimes is she gets a little too defensive, relying on her athleticism and speed a little more. And on grass, you can't do that as much. You have to step up. And I thought that against Pagula yesterday, she did a very good job of stepping up in the court. Uh, But then again, Pagula, and I see her kind of like at the bottom of the screen. She's, uh, I think that she actually has the draw to go on a little bit of a run. But at the same time, I think there's basically a zero. I don't like how she's playing at all, and I think there's basically a 0% chance she wins the event. Um, as a whole, I just think that she has a very favorable draw at the beginning, but it won't translate to her actually her act what her actual level is, at least in my opinion. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I haven't been too high on people really since Charleston to be honest. Mm-hmm. Really since since Madrid, you know, took an early loss in Rome, and then obviously the, the the shocker was the three and one result against uh, against Mertens. She did have some food poisoning, I heard, like the week before. But you know, she got through those first two rounds, and you wouldn't have thought it would be super one sided in the way that Mertens was able to just, you know, to take her apart like that, really. But uh, in in majors, so there has been a little bit of an thing going on where I felt like okay Pagula could have got a little deeper especially in Australia when she played Azarenka for instance and you know the the overall floor I feel like is not quite as high as it was just three four months ago so maybe there are just some vulnerabilities there and I I would I, I would have thought before this that you know maybe the maybe she can kind of pencil her into the quarters kind of a thing before I saw the draw but um but I don't know, like, I mean, like, for example, like Masarova, you know, had she not like gotten injured yesterday or like, uh, you know,
1: she was she was she was going to be one for me to watch for sure. Now, like, she did post on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it, that. She's fine. Um, it's fine. OK, that's what, you know, it's, it's coming from her. But I still, you know, if she wasn't fine, I think she might have not posted anything at all. Um, but I said so the fact that she went out of her way to post that she's fine. Um we have Cindy Akaba who's in the final of Bad Humburg this week and is really playing another one that is fine with the bounces on grass. You know, high rally times, her variety and the way she... Her net game is world-class. Um, I think that... Uh, but I think, with regards to Pagula, you mentioned it earlier, how she was making some errors yesterday against Goff, Um and how she was... You know, I think that she just does not have the power... Nest- the this is one of my buzzwords, the controlled aggression, uh, I guess buzz phrase, the controlled aggression necessary on a surface like grass. And I don't think her serve is big enough either. Uh, Golf was able to break her five times yesterday. Um, and so I just, I don't trust her, especially if she has to play a Samsonova uh, in the in the round of 16. Or, you know, even a Massa over. We saw even Camila Osorio, who let's say she plays her in the third round. She got a 6-1 set off of uh, Pagula and Eastbourne. So... That one, and yeah, there's really no guarantees. You know, I, do, I don't think Lauren Davis is going to give her problems, and I don't necessarily think, you know, maybe Buxa can keep it barely close. Yeah. But do I have confidence in pergola right now? No. Yeah. I, I kind of feel similar although the first two
0: rounds are like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see any issues in either match that she's supposed to play, but the third round is where it would get Interesting against either a Masarova or an Asorio. Yeah, Osorio, especially with the variety that she has. And like you said, the six points that uh, does make me wonder kind of, you know, what's going on here. A bit off, you know, <laughs> on that day, that could certainly be, be some problems. But, you know, ordinarily, I would have said, you know, Samsonov was a big favorite or something to get, get out of the section with the big game that she has on grass. But I've just not been high on her ever since she lost the Abu Dhabi final to Benchich. From four match points out, I just, I feel like, uh, uh, yeah, she's, yeah. she's losing a few too many of these close matches where she's in prime position and she's showing good flashes of form in between where you watch like 15 minutes of her and you're like, man, that serve and that forehand, absolutely unplayable right now. But then you also see like a bad patch where she's just missing wide and she's spraying a lot of errors long and she's just not, uh,
1: yeah, just stop playing very smart. in her play Yeah. description exactly not playing very smart um you know and even when she's winning the close matches as well Bonge, like when she played papadakis uh in uh one of these grass court tournaments was she won seven six in the third she did but she still didn't look impressive in that match either it's just it's you're right it's you watch 15 minutes and it's like wow she has a chance to win wimbledon and then you watch the next 15 minutes and it's like oh my gosh she's gonna lose to Bogdan in round one right I can keep the ball in play and has was not terrible this grass court season. And so, you know, it's almost like the person that she might play, the player she might play in the second round, Alicia Parks, where it's just like every point feels like roulette, you know. Is it going to be an ace? Is it going to be a double fault? Is it going to be a winner, unforced error? It's just such, you know, not reliable tennis. And so this is another just wide open section of the draft. Have you been a little bit underwhelmed
0: by Zheng this year? Yes, I know, because I certainly thought by now she would be
1: further along. Yeah, you know, I I felt like she's maybe I've heard so again. I can't remember where I'm hearing these things. She had a shoulder issue apparently. Yes, which she did. Yeah, which would help explain some of her issues. But at the same time, I feel like she's not imposing herself from the baseline as much as she should. Like when I was watching her on clay this year and even though i know clay you have to have the rally tolerance and all that i felt like there was that time she was just looping in too many shots when she could have really stepped up in the court and then maybe in 2021 she did or 2012 is it 2023 geez like 2022 yeah last year she could have been like where she was stepping in more and like you know challenging swiatek from the baseline but she's the only one in 2022 who got a set off of her you know and then to lose you know i think Kuder mettova is going to be a big threat um in the top half but she lost in straights to her she lost in straights to Pagula and then Pagula went on to look like crap after you, you know second round of the french is not great um you know if we go back to clay season it just feels like she's you're 100% right that she's just not progressing like the way we expected her to
0: yeah and let's see if if something clicks because i know obviously no golf coaches um is here, Reba, who was
1: with Zander. Uh, so, yeah, I noticed. I saw her. I saw him in the box. I was like, "All right, when did this happen?" I think he's a hitting partner, maybe hitting partner coach, like Asasha Bajan. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it. that'll be interesting to see how that Im- uh, improves Goff's game and how it affects Kenwin.
0: Yeah, I'll for sure. I mean, yeah, um, but. Yeah, I mean I mean so so I guess like I mean this is most of the top half except for, you know, this Koromatova is one that mm-hmm. man, like she could she could go on a deep run, but it's just Von Druseva. Von Drusseva is interesting to watch on grass too. Just with the with the lefty serve and the at the same time she doesn't have a very big serve. Yeah. In the it's four... very kind of it's very kind of like Haddad Maya like. In terms of where it's like she keeps it like deep. Like, she, she does a good job of, like, not being, like, super attackable, but it's not, like, a weapon either, you know?
1: Yeah. And and then, yeah, and on Grass, you need your first serve to be more of a weapon. And I don't think that her forehand, you know, I think it's a little loopy for a quicker surface. I believe Van Drusseva is only 7 and 12 on Grass in her career. So it hasn't, so while I think, she has, well, I think she has potential, I don't, you know, she's not had success in the past. Kudermetova, um, though, is somewhat that I think if not beyond text coming into this top app I think it's going to be Metova. to be honest like that that's uh, she is 24 so she's had decent grass court um, experience she's 24 and 14 and I believe 6 and 1 this season having beaten Sabalenka and May in uh, Berlin before she pulled out and then also she made the Rosmalin final it was very close very very close to winning that title over Alexandrova I think that um, I think that Kudermetova has the pace on the forehand. And I also but I also think that she absorbs pace well, which will be important when she's playing someone like Kneppe in the first round, although is playing like ITF play events right now. Or what if she has to play Garcia or Samsonova in the uh in the Garcia in the fourth round or Samsonova in the quarterfinals. So I'm very high on Veronica. Um I'm and I also think that she's a good matchup I mean, that Bekic is a good matchup for her. So they've, uh, Bekic did make the final at Berlin, but um, Bekic just lost her last six sets to uh, Kudermetova, including uh, going 0 2 last season. It seems like, you know, and I know Bekic was not at her current level for all bo- both those events, but I actually think that Kudermetova does a good job of absorbing Vekic's pace and counterpunching. Um, and so while I would have liked Vekic in other circumstances and basically any other circumstance in the top app, um, maybe besides Iga, I don't actually like her matchup against Kurometova. That's interesting. I, you know, like to, to be
0: honest, I didn't know the head to head between Vekic and Kurometova. So that's good that you bring that up because I was going to probably have Vekic as my third well, course. And then you you made a good point about the pace absorption also of Kuramoto because she did that really really well in that Sabalenka match. Like my God, no. was was that was that a big strength? Because I mean, against most players with that level, Sabalenka still would have been able to push that to a third. Yeah. But just the fact, just like particularly on the backhand, like just the way that she can just smoothly absorb it, it's it's quite good. And I also find her serve to be quite underrated and tough to read as well, just with the lower ball toss and just how quick that motion is. When it gets going, that thing can, yeah, she can get quite a good rhythm on it.
1: And I also think, yeah, and I you mentioned the third, I think it's well-placed. Um, and also the, just the fact that, like, and I know this isn't a lot of matches, but having played nearly 40 matches on grass, that's a lot more than, like like I mentioned before, I think Vondrusov is 7-12, and 12, that's nearly half, you know? Like, she's got more grass match play than a lot of the players. Um, and I also just want to mention with, you mentioned the head-to-head, that's just their last three matches. I, I can't remember if they played before yeah. that, but that was, like, the most recent one. Isn't do you kind time. of consider Donna...
0: Donna October twenty I mean October twenty twenty two and beyond a little bit different. So that there is that to Yes.
1: It that and she loves the grass and she has a great grass cord person behind her and Pam Shriver. Um yeah. and one of the best uh you know, in the business. So I uh, I think that was a great addition to her team.
0: Yeah. And then of course then it's just gonna be interesting to see who who retires contivate because of course Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean I mean I actually Wow, I mean, this could have been easily could have been Sylvain Shea in the, the clothes. yeah.
1: Oh, but uh, I feel a bit,
0: yeah, yeah. I was, that I was a bit bummed out. Oh, I'm a big fan. Yes, no, Stephanie Stephanie is a decent grass quarter, actually. I was watching her two <laughs> handed on both, sides. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> to watch her and Shea go ahead was with
1: some experience for sure, and if you know, I. I think Contivate will probably sneak that one out. I don't know, because it's so hard to say, like, where Contivate's rally tolerance is going to be. I don't think, you know, if she does sneak it out, I don't think, you know, Bozkova last year showed she can fly on grass. Yeah, I could. think it's going to be Bozkova that that is it. And honestly, like, I would not like Garcia's chances against Bozkova either, given just how, you know, Garcia is one of the most frustrating players because it's like so many self-inflected... It's just so self-inflected with her. Way too overly aggressive. Yeah. it's on grass, you really need to be standing like basically on the service line. Yeah,
0: and it's like one of those mindset things. Like if you ask her about it, you know, she'll be like, oh, you know, it's that's just how it is. Like I'm not really going to change it because I had no clarity the way before, but she's kind of taking that to the whole extreme where it's just like it's so frustrating to watch her because when it clicks, it's like... And good luck. But then other times it's like, what are you doing? Just take a step
1: or two back. But you know, <laughs> it, what do you think? Do you think that I was going to ask, do you think Shui Zhang? But Shui Zhang's on such a long losing streak, even though she's pretty good on grass. I, but I am curious, do you think Beckage can be challenged by Sloan in the second round? That's the question, isn't there? I mean, Sloan has not had, Sloan
0: has not been on the grass right now, right? Like, I haven't seen her play any grass events the last three weeks, so like you well, know. I'll if an early one, we're forgetting. Uh yeah, <laughs> no, I mean I mean certainly on on grass, like she she's made one Wimbledon quarterfinal before. Um not
1: a great grass court. But
0: she's just not like she just doesn't have yeah, she just doesn't have that natural instinct. Like at least with Totalina, you know that you're gonna get some you're going to get a little bit more offense and you're, you know, the footwork is going to be quite active and you know, like sort of, she's not going to throw in a stinker usually below her mm-hmm. level. But with Stephens, like, I just, I, I just don't know like where her head is at right now
1: in terms so, of. So she did make the quarterfinals of one of the craziest majors uh, in the last 10 years, uh, 2013? 2013, and she yeah. was a part of Marion Bartoli's uh, big run the uh, title. I remember she actually played quite well that tournament, but it's just she was the closest to Barto. Like the, the semifinal and the final were a lot uh, more lopsided than that quarterfinal was six four seven five. Um, so she could have, you know, she honestly could have been if she won that match, given what we know, Flipkins in the semifinals, <laughs> and then Sabine Lisicki was a, a was a mess in the final. She probably would have won the title if she won that match. That's pretty crazy to think about. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, right. but I just figured, yeah, Sloane, Sloan, you just never know. She sometimes plays up yeah. to the composition. He might have thought I would ask. Yeah. I mean, if she, if she plays Vekes, that
0: would that would already be a step up because. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really think we're missing anyone. I,
1: I would be surprised if Garcia got to the quarters personally. You would be surprised. Um, um, yeah. At this point. She did win doubles in Berlin. So, you know, maybe you know, she has some confidence um, from that. Um, and she seemed like she was, you know, I watched the match, you know. It, it, against where so, she looked better. That's for sure. And you just, It's just so hard. Know. She could not, you know, she'll probably. You know.
0: Selling a little or a lot. because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's
0: surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
1: She'll probably totally overwhelm, you know, volley nets with pace. But then, you know, against Fernandez, you know, Fernandez is able to, you know, attack her backhand. And if she's just a little off, that could be the upset there before she even reaches most
0: yeah, they had a very tight match in Indian Wells, which was, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was at times frustrating to watch uh, Garcia not close that out in two sets, but I'd love to, uh, but obviously, you know, Fernandez is is also someone who I probably would have had higher at this point had she not been injured uh, last year for like that three or four month stretch with her flood injury, but
1: yeah, so I like for I like to go through, and then my dark horse would be uh, by I'd probably say as much as a seeded player can be a dark horse. Yeah, for sure.
0: This would be a little different from you. I'm going to take Vekage. Okay, uh,
1: like pair, very pair. I'll probably take Vekage, actually to get to the quarters. Yeah, because I feel like whoever comes out of this. I feel like whoever comes out of this bottom, like, section four is probably going to beat whoever comes out of section three. Like, the, the what is it? The, uh, the third eighth versus the fourth eighth. Uh, yeah. Um, so, that'll, I, I mean, what do you think? Do you think, do you agree? I do. Uh, I would just want to see
0: Pagula the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. Just, just so, like, if she's, like, blitzing, oh, like goodness.
1: You okay? Okay. Uh, Everything good? I'm going to wait for this to die. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> can you could
0: can probably hear the background noise, right? Oh, I didn't hear any of that, no. Oh, okay, okay. That Actually, that's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just... I wanted to pause a little bit just because there's a lot of noise and going on outside my room, but... Oh. Oh. Uh, but That's okay. It, I didn't hear any of it. No, I was just gonna say, like, I'm curious to see how Pogola comes out in the first couple of rounds, and if she's sort of it. it looks like okay, you know, she she's really feeling it this tournament, and she could. Because I didn't get that feeling in the first two rounds of the French, for example, and I haven't really got that feeling so far, even in the matches that she should be winning. Um, and if I kind of see that, okay, like you know, she's she's kind of here to like you know, she's she's sort of back at that level where okay, like she's hitting stronger down the middle. She's she's got like that uh she's got the kind of game like on a low bouncing cord that could you know make players press and go for too much because because of how uh, how little direction she gives in her shots and it's just like at the same time like do I see an overwhelming until Samsonova, do I really see someone that can you know overpower her probably not
1: so fair it's tough and Is- It'll be interesting, like, if she's beating Lauren Davis, like, 6-3, 7-6, where, like, does she end up, that's what I mean, wait minutes
0: now, it's a grind, like, if she loses a set or something, then I'm kind of going to be like, okay, like, I, I don't think she's going to get to the orders, and, and yeah. then maybe it's probably going to be
1: up for grabs, but yeah, either Kuder Metova or, you know, maybe yeah. goes, or, I mean, I guess we have to throw Gersie in the conversation, Dale. yeah. Yeah, Samsonova, I wish, you know, if there was the Samsonova that uh blitzed through uh the twenty twenty one Wimbledon, you know, until plus until the Pliskovo match. Um right. had a great warm up. That'd be a different story. But twenty 2020- yeah, twenty one Berlin coming in and beat Benchich and that was yeah, that was
0: Yeah. Should really been made for Mark,
1: but But yeah, I feel like uh I think like we did a pretty good job at the top half of the draw. Yes. I should have seen go to the bottom and move things along. Um
0: but what are you, what are kind of your thoughts on Jabor and Kovituba in this section has obviously been a predictions nightmare because she hasn't won this thing since you know since 2014 and she keeps having all these awesome you know warm-ups and you'd figure you know, like on paper she should be the best player on grass when it's all clicking but in terms of her draw she probably has a, a good first round match although you know Paulini didn't paulini beat her at the French open yeah uh, no that was coach that, that was that was coachchrita okay yeah
1: but, you know, and that was also Kavitaba was coming back from injury and on her favorite surface. It's very much, I would say that Kavitaba, um is, it's so hard to say because she's looked, as you mentioned before, she's looked great coming into Wimbledon before. And then all it takes for her, she plays such low margin tennis, is one one fuck up and then, you know, one bad day and she's done. You know, Sasnovich Has uh, a lot of power and variety in the second round. I think she should be able to overpower Paolini in the first round. Um, Then Puskova, you know, Puskova has been out of form for a while. She started to show some life. Um, She did beat Elise Mertens. Uh, She, you know, Kazakina's in the finals of Eastbourne and she took a set off her. And if not for a terrible line call, might have a horrendous line call, maybe would have won that match. Um, Hard to say. That's not the easiest. um that's not the easiest second or third round. You mentioned Jabor. I think Jabor has not only she injured, not she doesn't like playing power players because power players did not um, you know, like in this case, I remember this match uh, from the Cincinnati match Masters last year. She, the power players, as was the case also with the Rabakinan in the u uh, s Open or in the Wimbledon final last year, they don't allow her the time to produce her variety. And she's also just not looked great since coming back um, from from her injury. I would, and so for me, again, I mentioned her earlier. Magdalena Freak is a better than you would think um, grass cord player who's going to be a test in the first round. And then in the third round, you Know, Colonina is gonna either Colonina or Andrescu. I actually think it's probably gonna be Colonina. I don't like how Bia's, Bianca's playing. Um, but, um, and then in the fourth round, it's you know, Buscova or uh, Kavitova. That's not gonna, I just don't see it for you know, Jabor just to play you know in the quarterfinals, Rabakina or Astapenko or you know, uh, maybe Voltaire. And so for me, yeah, and then Tatiana Maria is also in the other side of this section. But anyways, I think that Jabor this is just not the year for Jabor given her form and the draw. And yeah, I don't think we could have any trust in her especially given what we saw the other day versus Georgie. Um and just overpowering her from the baseline.
0: Yeah, very fair, because I have seen a lot of those Kavitova Jabor matches and it's been it's Kvitova's really struggled to, you know, get get her slice into play, get the kind of get like absorb her, absorb the pace. The second serve has been attacked like crazy. And, you know, even I, I think Cincinnati 2021, it was a total blight seven Cincinnati last year. It was It was more or less, more or less the same, but I just, yeah, like it's not the same Javour as last year where, you know, she won, she came into Eastbourne playing doubles with Serena and she had already won. You know Berlin, like it was. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, like it's, like just the vibes were all there. Let's just say, and I just didn't really like also the, the um, quarterfinal against Hadad Mayo where she had lo- loads of chances to, win, and then kind of the third set, it was
1: just over after like four or five games, and, you know, just yeah, should have won that in straight. Yeah, she looked she looked good. Yeah, she she looked. I mean, she continued. She looked decent until then, and then she did yeah. that. It's just like can we trust her to put together, you know, you know, four matches in a row to make the quarterfinals? I just I, I would just, love to see it because I don't think she'll see
0: a bigger Jabor fan than me, but I just I think logic is telling me that if Kovitova gets by Paulini and Sasnovich, this could be
1: she could just go on and run again. Like I could Yeah. It's yeah. And yeah, you know, Puskova might not you know, Puskova, like I said, Puskova's not been great either. Stevanovich is qualified. I seeing she her game is tailor-made for grass um she's she well she has one of the loudest grunts in tennis that's a, that's an aside but uh she also has like she slices almost every you know every shot that she can um and so she's a very tricky player to play she's gonna make Puskaba bend you know is a very tall player as well so she's gonna make Puskaba bend very low um and so is gonna need to be um, adding, you know, going to need to make a lot of her serves. Um, and, but I would be very interested to see an all check battle in the third round between Pliskova and Kavitova. Um, I think that if Kavitova is not at the top of her game and Pliskova is able to make the third round and gain confidence, um, then that could be a very interesting matchup. Yeah, for sure. But I would to come out of this stuff. I, I like Kavitova too. My dark horse would be Pleskaba. It's again as much as a seeded player it can be a dark horse. Yeah,
0: but obviously this next section is interesting with the with Maya and Ripokina and I'm kind of not sure what to make of Rubikina just because of how long that illness has
1: prolonged her. You know, like you saw today, report came out that she looked basically terrible in her youngest yeah. Sabalenka. So that's not a good sign. And, of course, you know, she looked she looked okay against Beckett.
0: Like, you know, the game was in the first game, yeah. right? Yeah, like, I mean, she won the first set in a tie break and then basically a couple of breaks in the second and third. And at times, her forehand wasn't working as well, but it was the first match on grass. And I thought, okay, you know, that's... I still probably have her as a slight favorite, but but now I see this draw and I also... You know, I think Hadad my, mayas finally broke this broke uh, the camera and her back and finally got to the third round of a Sam, which she hadn't done. And you know, she has a good grass court game, obviously. You mentioned, you know, Nottingham last year and winning another title and then getting all the way to the semis of Eastbourne and then but then crashed out early at Wimbledon. And I just wonder you know, I, I mean Potenzawa is gonna be is going to be a
1: tricky I could see that being like a close three set Tussle for sure. Um Yeah. But that uh, just, you know, even though, you know, the grass doesn't necessarily suit her game that well, she's just a competitor. Like, she she can rally on grass. She'll keep the ball. She'll keep, uh, you know, the drop shot going and the slices, and she'll be fiery. That'll be a fun one.
0: Yeah, and obviously there's a chance also for us to pinko to make amends if she gets to the second round against Tatiana Maria.
1: Obviously a match that she should have absolutely won last year in the fourth round. You think, so you think, because uh, Kirsta is a slight favorite, I like I, I I I lean Maria do you lean Maria Dale? I do too. I
0: still I still would lean her. Um, I just think, you know, coming back to where she had that success last year, she was a set away from the Wimbledon final. Like it's Yeah. Um and you know, she is older now, like she is she's not the same player she was a year ago for sure. Um and she's obviously she also just came off of a really physical week the week before in you uh, know, one twenty five before she played Fiontech, So you know, I definitely think she ran out of gas as well on that first set and probably would have lost anyway. But I just feel like, you know, she's she's got the kind of pedigree here where kristea is a bit hot and cold as well. But, you know, I, I'm slightly leaning Maria.
1: Yeah, I think Maria, you know, she's won a WTA title this year already on, yeah. you know, altitude conditions, not on grass, but still. She's only you know, two in a row there,
0: right? In Colombia.
1: Yes, I uh, believe yeah, she won. She beat, let's see, I think last year she beat Rocky Moba. I can't remember who she'd be in the final this year, um, but I know she won it. Um, and then, but yeah, then she made, as you mentioned, the Gaiba final, um, where she was a set away from that title. Then she took it, you know, and then even though she was very fatigued, she still took a set off Triantek, which is a good, you know, it's a good result, you know, given the week prior how fatigued she was and the fact that she was playing Iga. Um, So I really, you know, I think that that's about as much as we can expect of her. Um, I do think that, and you know, Astapenko, I'm sure would love this uh, rematch as well. I, I, I do think Ostapenko would beat her. Um, in terms of, you mentioned earlier, Rabakina, I just, you know, the fact that she won 11 return points across the across uh, the final two sets of that backage match. The fact that she is still clearly struggling with that viral Ill- illness. Um, and just, I don't love her draw. Shelby Rogers is a big, you know, can hit the cover off the ball, but she will have a big serve. Won't give her that many opportunities on return. Cornet is very crafty, as we saw last year against Triontech She can, she can, uh, she loves playing at Wimbledon. She also beat Serena at Wimbledon many years ago in one of the lowest days of my tennis-watching life, um, and uh, that was very disappointing. And then Katie Voltaire in this in the third round, potentially. Um, I, I was going to ask you about Voltaire, actually, because I think... Uh, yeah, she, Voltaire's fine. Yeah, you know, she she has she'll have the crowd behind her. She'll have some power. Um, do I expect, you know, and if Rabakina is... Would Voltaire, a fourth round shock you for Voltaire? It wouldn't shock me. A quarterfinal would shock me. Is that that's kind of
0: where, That That's where I have it, too. Like I, I think I have Voltaire in the fourth round. Just because of like the uncertainty with like the, Rebakina and uh, and I just think Para is more of a clay quarter and yeah probably see the crowd getting behind, Voltaire and then you know maybe carrying her to the second week but after that I'm, like I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, I think that Para Para looked very good against Boskova in um, Berlin. Yeah, I just yeah I agree with you though. I think that she's much better on slower you know clay and. I just think that um I think that the home crowd did, does play a big factor at Wimbledon. We remember Heather Watson almost the home crowd almost pushed Watson over Serena uh not too long ago. Um or maybe it is that long ago and I'm just feeling old. Uh but uh, yeah, twenty fifteen. I mean it was a good match. Third round. Yeah. So, you know, the the crowd does you know, even though Wimbledon's a very and I don't and this is why I like the US Open better, a very I like the atmosphere more, but When it comes to the Brits, that the uh, Wimbledon really does, the British crowd get behind their own. And so that's, you know, I would not be shocked if we had a center court, Voltaire, Rabakina match, and Voltaire won in the third round. And I actually think that Voltaire, this is crazy to even say, that Voltaire is a better shot of making the third round compared to Rabakina.
0: Yeah, so I actually don't disagree, cause cause of Rogers and Courtney probably, but um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and then of course this is the section you know with Kachikova and Bedosa and Sakari. I mean, <laughs> this is fun. This is the with, like really fun stuff. I saw somebody put out a tweet. Who do
1: you think is who do you think Sitsipas would root for, Sakari or Bedosa? <laughs> oh man, that Bedosa was that as as much as they're, uh, you know, he better with as much as he's posting her in social media, right? Uh, right. I don't, you know, typically I would say upset alert here, right? Because risk on grass, but just you know, we don't know what Allison's form is going to, it's going to look like out there. I also
0: wonder what keys just coming off of the title and playing a Brit in the first round in cartel well, actually pushed and another match with and My goodness, like she was in a uh, dog fight, seven yeah.
1: from the third in Bad Homberg. Again, so I'm still with that, but I would be worried too in the second round. Golda, with her backhand slice, with yes. just the way she manipulates the ball around the court, you know, it's not gonna go toe to toe power wise, but she it would keep the ball out of Keyes' strike zone. And then, and then back to what you were saying earlier with Sakari, I don't think it's a given she beat Kostuke, Kostuke. No, 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 actually, I know Kostuke is around 500 on grass, but at the same time, I think that her game. I think she can at least get a set-off. I think she will at least get a set-off of Sakari. Uh, I think that uh, you know, flatter, ball-striking, bigger serve really does work better on quicker surfaces, and whereas I think Sakari, although she had some success in Berlin, is not quite the player she is on slower surfaces.
0: Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Sakari on grass is, you know, by far that's her. That's where she looks the most uncomfortable just watching the match against Maria and then also watching her play against Gio Wong and then, you know, in, in Nottingham where suddenly there was an opportunity to at least make another semifinal, but it's just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, I would mean, you... I could see Sakari maybe getting the fourth round, but I don't know after that. Now, would
1: you, uh, how competitive do you think, let's say it's the second round, you're Andre or uh, Kurt Zeekeva, how competitive do you think Andrea could be? I think she could be fairly competitive, actually. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, having qualified and also just critique her day to day uh, since Miami. Yeah, uh, so it's been really such a mixed bag. Like, especially, um, I, I mean, Birmingham was of course encouraging, and you know, you think maybe if she wins that first set again, whoever won that first set was going to win that final. It was just one of those sets, but I. And, and then, you know, playing Heather Watson in the first round is, that's, not easy. that's, that's, that could be an upset alert right there. So, I mean, it's so like, yeah. and then, you know, Kaya Yuvan is, is not bad on the grass too. So, Pova is driving quickly. Yeah. Potapova is like, I, I think, yeah, just like a consistent now fourth
1: round orders, like every week it's, she's, she's a big, big game like sure she's pretty you know i mean i for when she first came on the scene i thought she was a little more but was i think she was definitely more defensive than she is now or she's just uploading like loading on forehands i don't necessarily know if i trust her on grass as much but that would not be an easy third rounder no um and then yeah so i really you know this is a pretty you know i think there's a lot of contenders here you know and even look at uh Naive, you know beating the in qualities um yeah, you know, she's I, she's much better on grass than I expected her to be given what I saw from her on clay. Um this is a wide open quarter though. A lot of contenders, like, but no like clear can like no clear favorite. Do you agree with that? I do, yeah. I might just pick Padupova on to see
0: to get out of this section just because I'm probably more sure about her than Krijikova right now. Mm-hmm. And I also just think, you know, if she plays sucker in the fourth round or something, I could see I could see finally Potupova
1: having a quarter final breakthrough, let's say. You know what? I was gonna pick Krajikova. Oh man, now You probably uh, could just because like Herjikova had this and her. I think I'm gonna go with Krajikova just the experience as well. Just she's been around longer, yes. and I think mean, she's probably played a higher number of grass court matches. Which again, I know I'm like talking about that. I really do think on grass, you know, oh, it means a lot more for sure. On, uh, yeah, on grass, let's see, she's 18. pulled up. Uh, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna, just just to keep it interesting, I'll go with I'll I'll go with Kajitava. Um and then for a dark horse Dark Horse, I can't have a dark horse that you're um probably Andrea will. <laughs> I'll go no, I'm gonna go Goldabitch. Um I okay. think I would something tells me that she's gonna upset Keys in the second round. I, I I probably have that. Like if 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 it's I wanna see what the line is between her
0: and Keyes if they play in the second round, because I think I think that would be, should be close to a 50 50 if people
1: are watching the first round. Yeah. And I think, remember what we were saying too, about Eastbourne finalists don't necessarily really do that well at Wimbledon. And G- Keyes' grass court results haven't translated that well to Wimbledon either, apart from
0: 2015, where she made the yeah. quarterfinals. finals.
1: Although I'd love to see Mira. Yeah. I, I love seeing these new players coming up. And, you know, so I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Mira. I thought that she, you know, I, I think that the French Open, it was just, you know, she just got frustrated and overwhelmed by the crowd, by just the occasion against golf yeah. a little bit after the first set. Like, and I feel like, you know, as she ha- goes through more majors, hopefully she starts gaining that maturity that, you know, Coco- which maybe we took for granted because Coco had that at such a young age, you know, where maybe I just expected that, you know, everyone to kind of be that way. Um, But um, I, hopefully, you know, now that she's kind of had, like, a major where she's, you know, won a few rounds under her belt that she can really, like, just cu- relax and play her tennis, you know, in the main draw here.
0: Yeah, that's a good assessment. I mean, uh, and then this section is the one filled with checks, of course, with, this
1: uh... Isn't it crazy? This is, like, mm-hmm. this is another, like, Mukova, no- Noskova, Alexandrova, uh... Georgie and Sabalenka, like, yeah, really? I think five of the biggest power players who took them all in the
0: same reaction yeah. I mean, oh, I feel like Muhova and Niemeyer is a fun
1: match to watch, and so is. What are the finals last year, right? Yep. She lost back, and I believe. She did, yeah. It was fairly tight, too. And yeah. I think... Noskov is good on quicker surfaces. Uh, you know, Alexander won a title this uh, on grass this season already. Uh, I mean, let's like you know, and Georgie, you know, can might lose to Gracheva, Grot- Grot- but she's also she's two and one in the head-to-head against Sabalenka. Yeah, I was they- gonna say if she plays Sabalenka, that's that could be a banana skin for Sabalenka. She's won on grass against Sabalenka, and yeah. she's won a major at uh, last year's French Open. So she's not going to be scared of playing Sabalenka. But then again, can we really, you know, we just thought Georgie uh, lose to Venus, Venus Williams. Can we really even expect her to beat Drajeva? Who knows, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, Blinkova and Marino are always someone better
0: on the grass. Same to the Wittemeyer, but she's in that form, of course, and then you also have... Yeah, probably, probably you'll have your eyes on Bengal versus Nirani for sure. Uh, I know you'll be watching that one,
1: David. And I, I also like Irina uh, Bagu. I actually think she has a, I think she's a good shot against uh, Marino. Is not, and you think Marino big serve, big game, but the results lately, at least, have not exactly translated. And just the difference in rally tolerance and movement between the two is pretty big. I also, I, you know, I just want to watch Kaya Mukova... Uh, sorry, Kaya Mukova... Uh, I was going to say Kaya Yuban, Kaya Mukuba more and more, just because she's so yeah. fun to watch. She game. is the most fun player to watch right now in the WTA. Like, Doesn't her game translate so well to grass, too?
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean, she's made two Wimbledon quarterfinals already, and she's if she, if she could do that to Shwiątek on clay, you know, then just like imagine, like it's one of those ash party kind of a things, where it's like just so perfectly suited to grass. That the- but now the question is, the draw is brutal. And I yeah. think she has the worst draw of any of the top 16 seeds mm-hmm. by far. Like, I I feel confident in saying that. I mean, you have Niemeyer, you have Noskova, you have Alexandrova, and you have Sabalenka. Like, what is a tougher route to the quarterfinal than those four? Yeah. And it's... And it's, there's question marks about her about her fitness, I presume, and obviously the hangover from the French Open as well. But she was also, they
1: came, a report came out, she was injured during that match. She know, once, so. yes. Yeah, it was, yes. There were fatigue issues and... And as we've been saying, you know, grass court preparations are very important. Um, and yeah. so, you know, the fact that she hasn't played on grass, you know, if she had a couple of easy rounds like
0: that, wouldn't even matter. Like I think she could just work her way through. But yeah, not against Niemeyer.
1: Yeah, if she played. If she let's say played Bringle or Irani, yes. you know, you would probably come through easily. Um, by the way, I think Irani has a decent shot there, but I. Uh, We'll see, uh, but, uh, I mean, in that one match. Uh, yes. I just feel like she's also just going to go up against, I think Alexandrova this year on grass is buzzsaw, you know, to an extent. Um, and so I don't love, and I know Alexandrova has never made a second week at a slam before, but I don't love that draw, you know, even, you know, beyond the first two rounds for Mukaba. Uh, I do. And then she also, you know, Alexandra,
0: it's one of those, like, she had match point against Sadhan Maya. It's like, yeah, if she, if she went at that one point, you know, it's, it's one of those, like, what ifs.
1: Yeah. But she probably would have beaten, uh, Cerebus Tormo, uh, yeah. and, uh, R- yeah, I think that was Cerebus Tormo was the fourth ring. Yeah. And then she would have played Jabor. But anyway, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, you yeah. uh, let's, yeah. And then,
0: um, yeah, Emma I mean, Navarro is pretty good on the grass, too, but again, like, she's going deep this week, and also
1: it's just... She's playing a buzzsaw, yeah, and I just don't... All, I yeah. think she's just a little too... And I think I really was impressed much with how she um, adapted her game to grass, because I always thought of her as, like, a slower surface with that heavy forehand player. Um, yeah, maybe it's just all the Charleston wild cards over the years. I see the on grass at the... I mean, on clay at the highest levels more, but... Um, I just feel like you know she's just gonna she's just a little too limited as a player to take on a big ball striker you know just a game grass player in Alexandrova. I think that her second serve is sit, gonna sit up too much for Alexandrova, and I just don't think that she's gonna be able to get into that many return games. Whereas you know I think it's another player bad draw because I think if she played again if she played Gringler or Irani or you know Tomova or Knight or uh, you know. Betova, she would be fine. Um, but just a top draw, you yeah. I'm going
0: to say this is where we have the most shocking upsets. Maybe like in terms of, in terms of like, would shock you if like Alexandrova came out of this quarter? Probably not, right? Or I maybe a little so. bit. Like I if it's her against probably Sabalenka probably. or something. Let's say she beats Mukhova and Sabalenka back to back to get to the quarters.
1: That would not shock me. No, I, I that's so in I think that that's what, I mean, I don't think she's going to beat Sabalenka in the, uh, well, I think she's going to, I don't know who she's going to beat. I think she's going to go through this action, though.
0: I do, too. Like, I, I, now I have Potapova, by Alexandro by my quarters.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be a, you know, that would be a very interesting quarterfinal. I really do. You know, maybe not the biggest, you know, names in it, but in terms of just, like, Really strong buyers. Um, I I love it when two big hitters like
0: play each other in the WTA. Like that's one of my favorite matches to watch right now. Like even I, I, this might be an unpopular opinion, but like I loved watching Sabalenko versus Pushkuma for example, in the semifinal. You know, yep.
1: three years ago. Like it, it was just bang bang, big first strike kind of. I remember that match. There were more. You know, in the women's side, there's always more rallies, even for the power players. Than yeah. you, today, you know, whereas in the men's, and this is why, especially on faster mm-hmm. serve. I like women's tennis more it's just because, you know, there's only so many times I can watch, you know, your, uh, your, uh, round itches, you know, uh, just, it's ner- you know, I know that I'm like dating myself with that, you know, or or, you know, whoever, mm-hmm. where it's like, even like with your Sabalenkas or Rabakinas or Alexandrovas, who are going to hit a lot of some aces on return serves, you're getting, you're still getting more baseline tennis, which is, yeah, enjoy.
0: All right. I feel like we could go on like three hours, but, I, it's okay,
1: now we now we gotta make our picks, man. Oh is... God, okay, this is we the plan, right? Um, yeah, okay. Do you want me to make my pick?
0: Sure. I mean, I mean, let's just go semifinal, final okay. winner. How about that? Okay.
1: Ready? So yeah. semifinals, I'm gonna have Iga. I'm gonna have Kudermetova. Uh, guess I'll go with. Oh, this is where it gets hard. And that's in the bottom. Uh, I'm going to uh, okay, go with. I'm going to get. Okay. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Ostapenko. And I'm um, going to go with. Alexandrova. Who are your semifinal? Okay. I got Iga. And then on, the, on the top, I'm going to have Iga against.
0: Okay. Yeah. I have Vekic in my quarters. Let's so tell you that. And then, it's um, you know.
1: This is a lot. It, it is. It's really like hard. It's really hard. It than Like in, 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 in Clive, you can be like, Ego to go all the way. You, you know, not even think about you it. Know. Now it's like, oh, man, she has a great draw, and she's the best player in the world, but this is the worst surface, and it's like a mind fuck. I'll keep writing the Donovick's strain. I'll just say Ego and
0: Donovick. Okay. For my first semifinal, then I'll see Alexandrovo.
1: Okay,
0: good. We're on the same page there. Alexandrova is getting to the
1: semis. Again. <laughs> Koviduma. Okay. That's who did I? I'd ask.
0: Well oh, well, yeah, like it's gonna be Ostapenko versus Koviduma, and then that's like Fibblecoin, basically.
1: Yeah. I like that. And they they almost played in the first round of this past week, uh, but yeah. uh Cava pulled out, which I think was a great decision. Um, okay, so then in the semifinals, I'm gonna have Ika in three and then I'm gonna have um I'm gonna have uh, Astapenko in three. Wow, I don't know oh God so, I, did, I, I'm oh, gonna get screwed over now because i'm I'm literally gonna pick for coming to win this thing. no, I'm gonna go with Alexandrova in three, actually. I'm changing my mind. I'm like, am I really, can, do I really trust, you, like, this is just, do I really trust any of these players? Like, Alexandra never made a second week. Ostapenko can hit herself out of any match. What are you thinking?
0: Ah, uh, I'm thinking, I, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. I literally promised myself I'm not going to pick Kavitova to lose in the first round, and I'm not going to pick her to win the thing. I'm going to go somewhere in between in the fourth round. But now I look at this draw, and I'm just like, I don't know who else I trust. So it's like now I have to ride the of a bandwagon. I <laughs> didn't really trust Kvitova given what we've seen in years past either. It's like no, I know that's what I mean. It's like a first round loss or go all the way. Like I,
1: you know, and then I know last year she got to the whatever third round and then Pedosa took her out. But that was a bad. She played a bad match against Pedosa. Right. Like that was an unacceptable loss in my opinion.
0: Uh-huh. But you know, I, I like that she didn't play Eastbourne this week because at least that yeah. means you know, like. After, you know, I like if Kovidova and and Shiantic play each other, I'm going to say Kovidova beats Alexandrova. Okay, and in both the titles that Kavita has won, she's beaten Alexandrova, and when um, now she, I think she's going to do it for the third time. I think it's just it's just a better matchup. I can just trust her more. She's in the semis now, and then you know, and then it's and then Shiontek, I think I think shiontek is going to get to the final against. She's going to beat Vekic.
1: And so you have, so have Tech versus, is by, I have Tech versus Alexandrova. Okay, I have, if that's the matchup, I have Tech winning, I'm going to say, in three sets. I don't trust Alexandrova in her first Grand Slam final in that spot. What do you think? And this is, what the, it's like, what the hell happened? I really have Tech winning Wimbledon?
0: Like, really I have Tech winning Wimbledon, too. I think she's going to beat Kavita in the final.
1: I do. It's just like if you had told me before the draw came out, I would have had that. W- I would have said, "What the? Should we take I mean, I would have Alexandra over maybe, but like, what?" But it just makes sense, right? Yeah, it just it just works because like you know she
0: didn't go all the way th- this week, but more importantly than that, it's just most important thing is she avoided all those big headers. Yeah, and it's like yeah, every single one that's like a flat big power for a strike tennis player, they can just rush her, like, make her, like, challenge her movement, like, just every single thing. And with every match, she's going to gain more confidence and more competence. And the grass is going to slow down. It's going to be
1: all brown yeah. in the second week, and it's going to be it's gonna be playing more and more like a hard court. Yeah, she really won the draw lottery. Is it like, it's like the rich get richer, right? Uh, is if she needed it. Uh, I mean, she did need it on grass. But, but this so. would be huge. Like, it's still going to be massive for her to, like, you know, go all the way and, like, actually... Because then the career grand slam comes right into sight. Yes. Because yeah, I always expected it to be Wimbledon, the one that probably she never wins. But if she can win this one, then it's a realistic possibility.
0: Yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we both had Iga coming through. And I guess we, we broke this out in quite extreme detail, which was fun as always. And for the first yeah. time, I guess, I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm a little long-winded. I just, I love talking about this stuff. I did, too. No, it was, it was a lot of fun, dude. We were at risk of going, like, four hours, so I got to... <laughs> That's why it's always good when the when the podcast is keep me on track, because if you don't keep on track, Monash, I will just, you know, die.
0: No, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, and if our listeners are still listening into this, you know, 80, 85 minutes in, that means, like, you know, you're, like, hardcore, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is uh, this
1: probably is the listening to this podcast for the most part, do you find that it's more um like casuals or more hardcore? I don't know if you think can... like kind of it's like kind of somewhere
0: somewhere in between, but there's also those like really diehards that we really, like want to analyze, I don't know, Donovekish a slice or something and they'll listen to this. Yeah. Thing, I don't
1: know. Yeah. I love that yeah, I love the little comment section on y'all's talking tennis stuff too. Like when y'all did the actor stuff, like just hearing everybody like chime in, um, which is was fun. Um, but yeah, i Thank you so much for having me. Seriously. Thank yeah. you so much. It was a blast. And we'll, we'll definitely do this again,
0: David. And where can the listeners, you know, find your work and follow you?
1: Um, so yeah, you can follow me at tennisblogger1. And then that that's my Twitter. And then you can also, my tennis Twitter. And then you can also find me on, I'm going to be producing a lot of Action Network content over the next two weeks. Um, and so I, it will be all over my timeline. And then if you go to actionnetwork.com, you, click on the tennis link and then you'll find it there as well. I just wrote up this morning, a Wimbledon women's outright preview. And then tomorrow I'm going to start working on the individual matches. So yeah, I really, I really do appreciate any support. And so, yeah. Um, And I'm excited to, I'm excited to consume y'all's con your content too, Valensh. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, David. And I I love
0: reading your tweets and love looking at all your stuff and, I'm sure I'll, I'll check out me and the listeners will check out action network and we know exactly where to find you. So yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah, hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. You too.